Hello, everyone, to the intro podcast for nursing, the stories behind the profession. My name is Maria Panayotu, and I am one of your hosts. And I'd like to introduce and to welcome our second host to the show, Dr. Renee Roberts-Turner. Hello, everyone. My name is Renee Roberts-Turner, um, and I am, um, it's a pleasure to be here today with Maria um, as we um, introduce our podcast called Nurses Stories. So Renee, um, just to introduce everyone to yourself, can you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and maybe how you got into nursing? Sure, absolutely. So um, I have been a nurse since uh, 1999. Um, I actually, um, nursing was my second degree. I actually uh, went to school um, and my undergrad degree was in biology. I had dreams of being a physician. Um, and when I actually finished uh, my undergrad, I remember being at a crossroad trying to decide, you know, did I really want to go to medical school or did I want to work in a lab or did I want to go to nursing school? Um, and I quickly took medical school off the table because I, um, I did not want to um, spend a lot of time in school um, at that time. And so I remember talking to one of my um, my mentors from college and he asked me, he said, you know, do you want to look under a microscope for your life or do you want to talk to people? And I was like, well, of course the latter, I would love to, I love to talk to people. So he said, it sounds like you might want to go into nursing. And so that was how my decision was made to actually take the exam to get into nursing school. And so I got my um, associate's degree from Marymount University. Um, and my very first job was at uh, Inova Fairfax in, um, in Arlington, Virginia. Um, and uh, from there, I kind of worked at a number of different hospitals um, within the Northern Virginia area, um, Washington, DC and Maryland. So that's kind of my trajectory in terms of my introduction to nursing and I've never looked back. Um, I think it's so funny that you say that because when you said, you know, you're, uh, you talked to someone and he said like, do you want to look at a microscope or do you want to talk to people? Um, I remember when I was growing up, I was always really fascinated in like medical shows. And I feel like everyone says that, right? Um, and coming from my family, it was like, if you wanted to go into the medical medical profession, you became a doctor. Like my grandmother, when she immigrated to America, um, lied about her age. She actually has two recorded birthdays um, mm -hmm. because she was trying to get into nursing school because back in the earlier 1900s, um, you had to be under a certain age to go to nursing school. So, um, but after that, it was like, oh, you become a doctor if you want to work in medicine. So I kind of put that aside. I went to a college um, that you essentially, they only really supported like pre-med students. There was kind of a, a program if you wanted to go to like occupational therapy or PT school. But I always said I didn't want to become a doctor because I wanted to do something that was like more warm and fuzzy, um, <laughs> you know, because I, I felt like doctors were kind of like sterile and, you know, maybe it was just my experience with them. And obviously I've, I've met doctors who are, who are not. Um, but so I actually majored in Spanish in college. Um, and one of the reasons I did that was because it came really naturally to me. Um, and I had college credits going into co uh, college from high school. Um, so I started off at like junior level in Spanish, right? I studied abroad in Spain. And I remember when I came back to the States, I was like, I just don't know if this is really right for me. And I, I distinctly remember sitting in my dorm room, um, my like townhouse, my senior year and looking at 
uh, accelerated BSN program through NYU and being like, I really feel like I should do this. And I didn't have the guts to do it then. So I went on and I got a master's degree in education. I taught English as a second language. I worked at a few colleges, including the college that I that I went to as adjunct professor for students who were coming over where English wasn't their first language. And I was also an academic advisor. And this was at a large state university where I had like a caseload of 500 students. And um, you can imagine like how fun that is having all those freshmen, like anxiety, all the stress with you. And all of a sudden I was sitting there and I was talking to my students and it was either in an advising appointment or it was during summer orientation. I was like, I have not taken my own advice. Like I was very passionate about working with students and supporting them, but I knew I wasn't in the right career field. The university world full-time was just not really for me. So I left all of that. I left what was really comfortable. And I went to nursing school when I was pretty old. I was um, in my very late twenties, actually, sorry, my, probably my mid twenties. And I became a nurse. So that's how I got into nursing. And I think my parents kind of laughed because they were like, we always knew you would do it. We just didn't know you would do it kind of in this way. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I felt very pigeonholed in higher education, especially working on the administrative side of higher ed. When I started thinking about what I could do in nursing, I just saw all the opportunities that are there within the hospital, even outside of the hospital. and, And that was huge for me. And when I reflect on why nursing, when I talk to like younger people about this, I always say that. I knew growing up that growing up that my calling was to help people. I just didn't know in what way. And I think when I think about what I did as an advisor to what I do now today as a nurse, it's kind of similar in in ways. So that thread of helping people is is still always there. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think I think in terms of how like your trajectory from going to and then realizing like not even thinking you're giving people advice and not even taking your own advice. I think sometimes we might get caught or we end up in our own way, you know what I mean? Like not seeing Mm -hmm. that, um, seeing that that's really powerful, I think. Um, And I will say that in terms of nursing itself, or um, I, you know, I have lots of aunts that were, that were nurses. um, And it's funny how I, I I ended up, was it, is it lab or a nurse? Like how, how did that just end up being my two choices? I have no idea, Mm -hmm. but those are my choices that I gave myself at the time. Um, And I, I think for me, um, I'm grateful that I that I chose this route because um, to your point, there's tons of things that you can do within nursing um, that, and I had no idea as a very, very mm-hmm. young um, person that, that there were this many opportunities within a profession, um, so. Totally, yeah, and I think, I think we close doors for ourselves really easily, especially when we're young, you know, or like we talk to a guidance counselor and they make you take that like test, you know, your career aptitude test. And you're like, oh, great. I got, you know, everything from a hairdresser to a lawyer to this. It's like, it doesn't mean anything, you know? So one reason Renee and I are here today, one of many is we really wanted to start a podcast related to nursing, but in terms of nurses telling stories, because I think for me, storytelling is so important to so many different things. And I, I think you truly can get lost in someone's story. And that is just, it's exciting to me. I love listening to other podcasts where people open up and tell stories and you can literally feel like you're walking in the same shoes as, as they were in that situation. So Renee, I'm going to throw this question to you. What 
made you want to do this podcast, this nursing stories podcast? It's funny because, you know, I think sometimes things just kind of line up and and they happen like one thing after another. So I had a very um, important person that um, I would consider a mentor. Um, She and I were just talking about, you know, history and understanding your history, knowing where you come from. And she said something to me the last time we talked. Um, She said, you know, it's important that we um, that we tell our stories um, or write our stories because if we don't, someone else would do that. And that's happened so many times in our history. So it's important that we talk about our history so that people can learn from that and we can people can understand where they come from. So that was very that statement was very very um, impactful to me and and made me really think about you know all the things in terms of my trajectory in my life um, that have happened that other people maybe could learn from. Um, and, and then also it's pretty therapeutic to tell stories. It's, it's fun, it's therapeutic, it's, and, and, and I think it can be eye-opening for others. Um, and then um, I, I remembered as Maria and I started to talk about this idea of stories and nursing, um, I remember back in um, probably um, when I first started nursing, there was a lot of literature out there about storytelling within nursing, storytelling mm. to really facilitate a deeper understanding um, as it relates to maybe medicine or nursing. Um, and um, it helps individuals really know themselves and others um, with this with these stories. Um, and then finally, Maria and I actually um, had an opportunity to talk to someone. And I think we had scheduled like an hour to get some information and it ended up being an hour and 30 minutes. And after I got out that call, I said to Maria, you know, that right there was so awesome. Like, I felt like listening to those stories about back then and even their interpretation or um, yeah. reflection on what was happening then was just powerful. And so I think from that um, you know, I, I, we just came up with this idea about stories and nursing to help others really, again, um, understand themselves better and then also others. Absolutely. And, and I think for me and Renee, you just, you speaking, just kind of brought this up in my mind, like nursing is an old profession mm-hmm. in the sense that like, you know, you think of somebody who might be let's take something completely different, like a computer developer, right? If that's even a profession, I don't even know, but that's newer. That's kind of like more recent technology, right? There were nurses. I mean, you know, think about like Florence Nightingale and we're, you know, recording this, um, you know, around nurses week when we, when we honor her. So, um, you know, she is, is somebody who, um, you know, for 201 years has been a foot pillar in nursing um that there's a lot of stories there's a lot of history there's a lot that needs to kind of be unearthed and um I think there's also a lot that can be celebrated by just talking to people and hearing about how nursing was when you know maybe they were at the bedside or or Mm -hmm. with whatever story they want to share and that I think is what I'm looking forward to the most because for me when I hear people tell stories I'm such a super visual person, I literally start to picture what they went through. And I think, um, you know, preserving that history and, and also talking about some like heavier topics, you know, cause there are stories that are going to be great and, and really amazing. And there's also stories that are going to be great and really difficult to kind of 
think about and to think about in the context of sort of what we're all dealing with and, and going through today in, in whatever way that we're, you know, um, with, you know, the current state of the U.S. And, and all that stuff. So I'm really excited to share these stories. And um, I'm going to let you, Renee, tell your story first about, um, you know, kind of sharing. And um, this is what you guys can expect in these episodes, that people will come to these episodes to tell you a story and to take you through um, a time period um, during their nursing career. All right. So um, the story I want to share with you all, I, um, I am a forever student um, and, and, a, and very passionate and in love with the, the art of leadership. And um, I think as I think back to where this all began, it probably began when I was working. Um, so I was a, an agency nurse and I had went from one hospital to another and I actually um, uh, was introduced to this nurse manager. And um, I like would be in awe of her because she had this team that basically high functioning, were very fast paced post cardiac cath unit. Um, and everyone there was like an in-sync team. And I was working, um, I think I was working night shift or I was working day shift. And I actually took a weekend day shift position on this unit for this leader. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, if I ever got the opportunity to lead, she would be who I would want to replicate. Um, she, um, I'll never forget, I had I had a tiff with one of the nurses and um, she and I were going back and forth about something about a patient assignment or something. And uh, the nurse went and I said, I, I would call it tattling. She went and told on me that she and I were having this, this tiff. And I remember the nurse manager coming to me and saying, Renee, can you tell me what happened? And I told her my side of the story and she said, thank you so much. I, you know, I knew that didn't sound like you. And I, and I really want to make sure I hear both sides of the story. Um, and I don't even think I heard anything else she said. Um, I, I had to ask her again what she said after that, because I was like, oh my gosh, like she didn't like point the finger. She wasn't judgy Judy. You know, she really listened to my mm -hmm. side of the story. I went back to her later to ask what I had to do. And basically what she said was, you know, I do, again, listen to both sides. But in the end, Renee, you know, we've got to work together. So I, my expectation of you as my nurse or my unit is that you and this other individual will get along and you guys got to figure it out. And I, I so appreciate that because, first of all, she took the time to hear my side um, and then second of all, she like put it back in our pocket. Like it wasn't for her to fix for us. We had to figure out how to get along. And so I, 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 I think about her often um, because I, to me, she was the very first leader truly leading and teaching us how to really step in as a professional because as professionals, you shouldn't argue at work. Um, and I just really, um, and I felt like she was saying, I know you and I know you, I know better of you and I know you can figure it out. Um, from that, I think um, I attribute everything I do in leadership with her. Like, I feel like I blame everything on her, good and bad. But <laughs> I think when you see good leadership and we just we were just on a call today, when you see it, you see it, you know, it. Yeah. it's there. Um, and I, I think that people don't give um, the role of leader enough credit, you know, with any role, with any um, 
profession, with any job you have, any craft, you study that craft and you you mm-hmm. refine it and you tweeze it and you, you know what I mean? You make it, you trim it up a little bit. And so when leaders don't do that and they're not constantly working on their craft, I think that's where we get into the situation where we don't have leaders being their very best. So um, that's the story I want to share. Thank you. Maria, how about you? What's the story you want to share with us? Yeah, I love that, Renee. And I think like developing your craft as a leader, I think is what this podcast is going to, is going to do. Cause you know, we have so many people lined up um, to interview um, and for them to share. And I think what an experience, you know, to be able to hear these leaders and how they have grown and how they've kind of participated in things that may have been like professionally difficult, but like your story had a really, really huge outcome. Um, so my story that I want to share is, is how I got involved in pediatrics. Um, so I, again, went to nursing school as like, you can call it an adult learner. Um, and thankfully the school that I went to, I, I don't know if they're still actually doing this, but our last um, year we got to do like a practicum semester. Um, and this was before, you know, I know a lot of schools now struggle with like um, oversaturation with these practicum experiences and not every student gets to do a capstone. And um, I'm very pro capstone because I do think it, it shows you a really good view of um, like the real life as a nurse, as opposed to just a clinical experience. Um, so our school front loaded our coursework. So what that kind of meant is, um, the first four weeks of the semester, we worked through our courses and we got to the midterm point at four weeks. We took our midterms. Like this was clearly very fun. You know, um, I wouldn't suggest it's exhausting <laughs> to do it that way, but it was, it was really awesome because then we had seven weeks off to complete Mm -hmm. our capstone experience. Um, And they actually let us go wherever we wanted to go. So we Mm -hmm. did not have to stay in the state. Um, Some people were not planning on working. This was in New York, upstate New York. Some people were not planning on working in New York. So they went back home to like, I remember one nurse specifically worked in California in a prison because she knew that that's where she wanted to work as a nurse. Um, so I decided I wanted to do my practicum at a freestanding children's hospital. Um, throughout school, I had worked in an adult hospital in um, orthopedics and um, I, I love adults, they're wonderful, but they are not for me as um, a nurse. So I really worked hard to get into an experience at Boston Children's Hospital. And um, I had a friend who is a nurse practitioner there. She's still a nurse practitioner there on the hematology oncology service. Um, and she helped me to get contacts, but I wasn't, I wasn't making as much of an inroad as I hoped. And I had to go like lock all this in and get all my paper signed and all this kind of stuff. So I drove out to Boston, which was about a two hour drive from where I was living in New York. And I went and visited someone in her office, <laughs> which I'm like thinking about it nowadays, like that probably doesn't happen. And that person probably thought I was slightly crazy, but um, I showed up at her office and we had been corresponding over email and stuff like that. And I I was like, Hey, I'm going to come out so I can sign all this paperwork and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up bringing her um, like a potted plant and um, a thing of like cookies from a bakery or something like that to say, thank you for taking on this like random student from New York. (laughs) I had to do all these crazy like background check things for Massachusetts. Um, so that solidified my experience. So I was at Boston Children's Hospital for seven weeks in their mm-hmm. PACU. Um, I remember it fondly. I remember the people I worked with. 
um, fondly. And um, one of my favorite experiences was um, there was a little boy um, who has Down syndrome who went in for some kind of procedure. It was something very brief. Um, it was outpatient surgery. Um, I, I feel like it might've been even ear tubes, but he came to mm. the PACU because of you know, they have to kind of like load a little bit of more anesthesia for patients with down syndrome and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty minor. Um, and his mom was at the bedside when he woke up from anesthesia and he did such a great job. And, um, he's just such a loving kid and he got to pick a prize from the treasure chest because, you know, it's pediatric. So, um, you're doing a good job. You get to pick a prize. And so we wheel over this big chest and he digs through it. He's so excited. And he goes and he picks a string of Mardi Gras beads. And we're like, cute, you know? Mm -hmm. And he gives it to his mom. He puts it over his mom's, awesome. like around his mom's neck. And he basically like gave it to her um, because she was like sad in the morning. And probably, mm -hmm. you know, she was emotional when he was like going in for surgery or whatever. And I lost it. Like I could not, I was tearing up. I mean, no surprise. Um, I just absolutely lost it because I was like, here's this little boy who just came out of surgery, who gets to pick a prize because he was so brave and he gives it to his mom. Um, and like all the nurses in the PACU, you, you know, in, a, in that little bay, I can still remember exactly where we were. We're like just beaming because it just reminded you of why pediatrics is so special and why like what you do here is so influenced by the patient and the family, you know? Um, so that's, that's my story. That's how I really got into nursing. And from that point on, I, I knew that I wanted to work in pediatrics and, you know, no offense to the adult world, um, but it just wasn't <laughs> for me, you know? Um, so when even thinking about it, I get like emotional because he was just so dang cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm about those pediatric kids. I mean, about kids in general. I just, I agree with you, Maria. Um, I've done both. And mm -hmm. there is a difference um, in terms of, I, I always love the pediatrics because they heal so quickly. Like, I feel like when you see yeah. them, like, you know, they're, they're intubated, you know, and out one minute and not, I mean, this is an exaggeration. And, and then like a day later, they're up in the, in the playroom. You know, I think it's, yeah. to me, that's amazing, you know, um, and they're so resilient. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. So that's, that's how I got into nursing. And, and I, I knew I was done for at that point. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's just it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am really excited for us to share this podcast with you all. Um, we have some amazing guests lined up um, who are going to tell their stories. They're going to talk about their experiences. Um, and one question we're going to ask all of our guests, which Renee, you definitely alluded to, um, but talk a little bit more if you can about, um, why it's so important to have a mentor in nursing and, you know, like even who was that for you? So I, I, I think mentors are so important and it's interesting because I've had the opportunity to talk to different people at different hospitals. Um, and we talk, I've talked to nurses about mentors and, um, the role of the mentor. And I think that, um, it's happened organically, um, for forever in nursing. I think, you know, when you think about the mentor that's at the unit level, you know, and mentoring a nurse that may be not new or have less experience um, to, you know, in leadership where you have formal mentoring relationships. And I think the 
I always say that, you know, there's different, you have different people um, that are in your life as a mentor and they may play a different role. Um, a lot of times for me or in terms of how I play a mentoring role, sometimes it's, <laughs> I feel like sometimes validating someone in terms of, yes, that's what you should do. Or yes, that's what mm -hmm. you're feeling is real. I think that's a very important role of a mentor. Um, I also really value mentors um, or the mentors that have been in my life that are just really honest. Um, I think honesty is something that can be difficult um, or a difficult place to be. But I really believe that that's what's needed for us to truly grow, you know. Um, and sometimes in situations, you may not get that honesty. And so you kind of um, have to shift, sift through, um, you know, comments or feedback mm -hmm. or whatever. And to me, that's not really helpful. So yeah. I think... Um, I would say that I've had a number of different types of mentors in my life. And, and in the end, they've all been helpful in their own way. Um, but to me, what's most value, valuable is honesty. Um, because even if it hurts my feelings in the moment, um, if it's what is really happening, then then you have to you have to figure out how to deal with that, right? And so how can you... Um, and I think a mentor can not only be honest with you, but then also help you figure out what to do with that and to move forward. Um, I think mentors play a huge role. And, and I have physician mentors. I have nursing mentors. I have um, CPA, speaking of my husband, mentors. I think <laughs> they can come in all different form and fashions. And I think, again, um, all can help you think through whatever it is you're going through or whatever it is, whatever decision it is you need to make. Um, how about you, Maria? Yeah, I agree with you. And one of my closest mentors is a very good friend of mine. Um, she has the same name as me, not uncommon <laughs> in our culture. Um, she lives across the country. We, I can't even tell you the last time we've seen each other in person, mm -hmm. um, but she always seems to have a keen understanding and sense of when I need her feedback. Mm -hmm. Um and she's, she's not a person like she is as straight up as they come. She's not someone who's going to sugarcoat things. Um, she works in HR professionally. So this is her life to give people feedback. Mm -hmm. um, but she just gets it. You know, I think she gets me on a personal level. She's seen me kind of grow as a leader in different um, like nonprofit organizations that we were part of. And I think she can understand like what makes me tick versus what makes me shy away from something. So she's somebody who can tell me like, you know, don't take that on or, you know, not in terms of don't take on like a task, but don't put those feelings onto yourself, you know? Um, and she's really great with kind of calling me out when I am not giving myself um, enough credit. And, you know, I think um, that's something that is different for me. Um, and I appreciate her doing that though, because she'll be like, are you crazy? Like, listen to yourself, you know? And I'm like, well, I, okay, maybe you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But she's just that type of person. And I can tell her anything. Um, she's that type of a mentor for me. And I do agree with you. I think you have different types of mentors in different parts of your life. Um, but she is somebody who knows so much about me, probably more than, than most people do, because she's very, a person who I can be completely open and completely honest with. And mm -hmm. she has helped me in so many different ways. So, um, that's, that's my mentor. And I, I, I do think she'll listen to this. And I, I know she's going to know exactly who she is, but, um, 
there have been, you know, other people who have, who have shaped me and who have supported me throughout my life, obviously. But when I think about mentoring, she sticks out as like, if I didn't have her advice, I probably would be in a very different situation, (laughs) you know, in my life. So um, shout out to you. Um, (laughs) So I'm excited. I don't know, Renee, this is your first time podcasting, right? Well, not really. I mean, but like for real first time. Yeah, it's the first time. I'm um, very excited as well. Um, I think that, um, and I think we do, we have some really good people lined up and I cannot wait to hear their stories and learn from them as well. I I think it's, again, it's just, um, there's so much that we can get from each other and having a forum and a place to do that where we can actually share and then learn from one another is is a wonderful thing. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I agree. So what we'll do is we'll put in the show notes um, information how you can contact us if you'd like to be on our show. Um, we are we want to hear stories from nurses from all over. No story is um, too small or too whatever it might be. We want to hear your stories. We want to be able to share your stories for other people because um, you never know who might be listening and, and how that story might um, you know touch their lives in a way that you didn't expect. So thank you all for joining us today and um, we'll be back in the future with our first episode. Some more to come. Bye guys.